The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. A man in today's world wants support and guidance when tackling life's problems, but many times we feel that we need to keep our heads high and just deal with it. You know, that's not always the way to handle the issues. Now, there's Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. From health issues to family, workplace, sports, and more, we're here to provide a frank and open discussion of the topics men need to hear. Now, here's your host, Carl Bobo. Welcome back, Fundaman, Fundaman. Welcome back. Hope everybody is doing outstanding. Uh... I hope you had some great experiences since we last talked on last week. I tell you what a beautiful day it is today. I did a little exercise this morning, and uh, what I did was I checked the obituary section of the paper. And guess what, Fundaman? Guess what I did not find? I didn't find my name mentioned there. That means it's a good day. That by itself makes it a great day. Secondly, because I am the author of my day, just like you are the author of your day, we can control what this day will be. Yesterday is a finished chapter, but just like that song says, today, tonight, it's going to be a good day, and we can control that. All we've got to do is make it happen. So welcome back, Fundamen. Welcome back. If you are uh, a guest and are not a Fundamen, but you've been with us before, I also say welcome back to you. We appreciate you being here. If you're new to fundamentals, uh, then uh, I want to say this is a show that is really for men. It's a show that is aimed at men and our issues, but at the same time, it's a it's a, a show that uh, is a good source of information for women who who care enough about the men in their lives that really just want to know. Uh, what makes us tick, some of the things that we go through to better understand us as well as to better support us. So we appreciate you uh, tuning in and uh, we just say welcome to Fundamentals. I'm your host, Carl Bobo. Today I have chosen uh, as our topic of discussion uh, something to kind of launch us off today, something that is very familiar with, especially most men who are, uh, if you're a fan of football at all. But uh, the topic I want to talk about is is called really do your job. Now, if you if you if you're a football fan, you heard that do your job. Now, I'm not really sure who framed the statement. I'd love to sit back and tell you that I spent hours and hours researching who framed it, but that's that's irrelevant. But I do know that there are two coaches who made it popular, and that is uh, Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots and uh, the NFL and uh, Nick Saban of the Alabama Crimson Tide in college football. And And really, you know, no matter how you feel about both teams,
from a fan perspective, as I understand how fans can be. But no matter how you feel about both teams from a fan perspective, that's actually irrelevant. You have to respect the accomplishments. I mean, I'm a I'm a Cali guy. Grew up in California, so we grew up watching the Raiders and grew up watching the Trojans, and uh, which automatically would make me not necessarily a fan of the Patriots and the Tide. But one thing I, I need you to understand about me is I respect, I appreciate exceptional work by anybody. And I'm always looking for ways uh, uh, which I can improve myself and some things that I can learn from others. So uh, I, I've learned a lot through watching these coaches and I have a lot of admiration uh, for what they've been able to accomplish in their particular for programs. Now, now the phrase, do your job, is something that they have posted all over their facilities. You know, they'll, they'll have it uh, in the locker room. They'll have it in the weight room. And they'll usually have it if they have some type of tunnel that is leading out to the field. They'll have it posted up there because they want them to see it as they're walking out there that to remind them of what their philosophy for success is. It's do your job. In other words, every player has a specific job to do. Every player has a specific responsibility. And it is critical that whatever position you are put in, that you focus on the first and most important thing is, and that's doing your job first. Before you think about anything else, the first thing they want that player to do is focus on doing their job. You know, this, this statement, do your job, is actually uh, a statement that shows how much the game itself has to, has evolved to actually operate more like a business than simply a football team. You know, when, when, you know, when I used to play back in the day, you know, traditionally we have heard that football is a team game. And they all, you hear coaches always say, and there is no I. In the word team, what they were trying to portray to us is that you are a part of a team and you need to work as a cohesive unit and not as an individual. Now, some people may think that this statement, do your job, contradicts that, but I don't believe it does. I think what it does is it actually takes this this philosophy that uh, a cohesive unit uh, and not as an individual, it takes it to a different level. It shows you that even in a team concept, it is still critical for each individual to handle their own responsibility. I mean, yeah, I, I know some of you may be on here that that, that are not football fans and not familiar with it, especially if you've got some ladies that listen to it. But I, I'm using a football illustration today. And sometimes we will lead in with something sports related because this show is for men. And uh, a lot of men are sports guys. And that's, so, so we'll take something that's familiar with us and make an application from it. Uh, but in the football game, I, I, I can't tell you, you know, if, if how many times I've seen this. You're a defensive end. You're supposed to protect the outside. That's their job. Do your job first. 
I can't tell you how many times I've seen in too many games where the defensive end gets sucked in trying to help someone else out or just trying to make a play before they secure their business first. Now, now, now they meant well. You know, they saw the quarterback hand the ball to the running back and they said, nobody's in front of me. I can just pinch down and go ahead and help the, the nose tackle and the tackle make that tackle. I can kind of get in on that. And then what happens is that running back sees you you pinching down, stops right where he is, and makes a quick turn to the left, pivot, and goes to the outside and see you later. He's on his way for a touchdown. What, what happened? Because that defensive end did not secure his business first. Your first responsibility is to do your job. You know, uh, some time ago, and you, you can look this up. I don't remember exactly how, how long ago it was, but some time ago, 60 Minutes ran uh, an interview with Nick Saban. And he was talking about their program and all of this stuff. The players were talking about it. Different coaches were talking about it. And, and, and basically what he said is that each week, the coaching staff comes up with a game plan for that particular team. The game plan last week doesn't work because you're playing a different team, different schemes. So they have a, a game plan each week that they have put together to win the game, that if we execute our game plan, we're gonna win this game. But what Nick says is, it's predicated on each player doing their job. If each player does their job, he said, we feel we'll win. And see, so, you know, really, realistically, if you think about it, Fundaman, their confidence in the game plan is so strong, and he even mentioned this, that they said, don't even look at the scoreboard. We don't care about the scoreboard. Don't pay attention to the scoreboard. Just execute the game plan, and the results will be in our favor. He said, because if you execute, execute the game plan, if everybody does their job and then we still lose, then the problem is not with the players. It's with the coaches and the game plan. You know, I've watched Alabama many times play, and you know one, one thing that they do is that they don't panic. They don't get out of character. We, we just saw this situation happen uh, just this past weekend. I don't know if you had an opportunity to tune in, but they were playing Ole Miss. And they got down by 21 points. Pretty much the game was over by most people. Saying. It's like they had already lost two years in a row to the team. Mentally, it was a perfect time for them to fold it down, to shut it down. Because, hey, they've beaten us two years in a row. We can't beat this team. Now we're down 20 by 21 points on their field. But again, they didn't panic. They don't get outside their character. They don't start doing things that they're not accustomed to doing. They just executed the game plan. And lo and behold, I turned away and came back and found out that they had came back and won the game. Same principle thing applies with the Patriots and Bill Belichick. It really doesn't matter uh, how many players they lose, and, and, and it never ceases to amaze me. Every year it seems that they lose 
good players. We're not talking about just uh, low-end players. No, they lose good starting players who who take some money and go somewhere else. And it seems like the next year they just plug somebody else in and that machine just keeps on going. They keep on winning. Let me look, look what's happening in the season right now. Uh, what's the uh, Brady? Tom Brady was suspended for the first, first four games of the season this year. But guess what the Pats are doing right now? They are undefeated. Yeah, they put another quarterback in, told him you do your job and everything else will work out. This quarterback just got hurt. So they might have to use a third string quarterback who's never started a game in NFL coming up, just like the second string quarterback did. But they're not worried about it. I was hearing Belichick. We don't worry about that. We have a system. Everybody just needs to execute the game plan. Everybody just needs to do their job. You know, I tell you what, I, uh, from the man, I love this. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because I think there's a message in there for all of us. Think about it. We all need a game plan for whatever it is that you're doing in life. You need a game plan. If you're trying to open up a business, you need a business plan. Get your game plan together. If you're trying to be successful in life and accomplish a certain thing, what's your plan? Do you have it written out? If you're trying to be successful in your marriage, do you have a strategy? Trying to be successful on your job, do you have a strategy? What is your plan? You know, what's that old saying? He uh, who fails to plan, plans to fail. It's not an option. So, So you need to get the game plan going first. And then the second thing is, is that once you have a plan, whether it's business or life or school or whatever, that plan success is based on you doing your job. It's as simple as that, Thunder Man. As simple as that. Let, 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 let me show you something with share something with you. I'm going to give you the insight on the best diet in the world. I'm talking about the best diet in the world that is guaranteed to get you the results that you've been looking for. Now, are you ready? The best diet in the world is any diet that you will actually stick to. (laughs) Come on, Fundament. It's any diet that we will actually do our job. And stick to the plan because they all actually work. I mean, I don't care if it's what's it called, Neutral System, Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, what else is out there? Atkins, South Beach, Mediterranean, uh, and, and and there's a thousand millions more. It seems like there's so many diets out there and diapers. They all work. The problem has never been about the diet. The problem is the execution. It's you and I doing our job. So when I sit back there from the men, and I think more about this, this phrase, do your job, it, it, it really excites me. Because what they've done is they've broken down the team uh, concept to such details that basically they're saying, we have created a system that will make the team work to its maximum efficiency 
but it is predicated on each individual fulfilling their role. They've taken a business concept and applied it to football. And we actually see it every day, but we may not notice it. I mean, you think about it. It doesn't matter what job you work for. Company ABC, doesn't matter. Most jobs have different departments. So you have a company, and then within that company, the, the company may have a, a, a business model, business plan that here's what their goal is. So within that, how do they accomplish their goals? They break it down into different departments. And different departments have different responsibilities. And in those departments, they have uh, individuals. So you might have a production department, an operations department, a technical department, and a sales department, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the success is based on, for the company, each department doing their job. That department success is based on each individual in that part department doing their job. If you have a weak department, it's going to handicap the company. If you have a weak individual, it's going to handicap the department. They all need to work together. Everybody has a responsibility. I've told you all many times that uh, I live up here in the Bay Area, Northern California, and I spent a lot of time in, in Napa Valley, you know, who produces really more wine than anybody in the world, and uh, yeah, had some multiple opportunities to be able to just kind of see the, the and experience the whole winemaking process. And it's actually pretty fascinating. But and, and we don't have time to get into all the details. But but the reality there is you got to have somebody that plants the grapes, that set, does, plants the stuff in the vineyard. You got to have some other people that that maintain it, that, you know, put the fertilizer down and all that kind of stuff and, and till the soil and do the necessary things that needs to be done there. They maintain it. You got the others that harvest it when it's time. You've got others that, that sit there and, and, and work on pressing the grapes and uh, so it becomes uh, liquid and, and then places it in the barrels. Uh, and you got uh, another department that's responsible for when, when, when everything is ready, uh, that bottles it. You got another department that takes care of the shipping, another department that takes care of sales. You know, all of this ties into making a strong wine and a strong company. But if somebody drops the ball, it hurts the overall industry. So it's important that everybody does their job. Same thing in, in humanity. I mean, you know, you sit there and you think about life. What makes this world that we live in home? I'm talking about what really makes this world great is when the total population in all of its diversity and uniqueness, uniqueness use their own individual talents to make a contribution. That's why I love diversity so much. If this world were uh, fundamental, if this world were made up of everybody just like me, that'd be a boring world to be in. Think about it. Somebody had to come up with the idea of a computer. It wasn't me. Somebody had to come up with the idea for a cell phone. Not me. I use it, but I didn't come up with the idea. Somebody had to come up with the idea for a TV and a micro, uh, microwave and all of those things, et cetera, and et cetera, and et cetera. My mind is not wired like that. We would still be using the typewriter if te technological innovation was dependent on me. However, everybody can't host a radio program either. You see, you see what I'm going? See, so what makes America great 
and what makes the world as a whole great is when we appreciate the diversity and its splendor and allow people to be themselves and utilize and display their own individual talents. This is, this is a world of inclusion and not exclusion, people. That's why it's so important. Everybody, fundamental guests, everybody, you need to find out who you are and who uh, uh, and, and and why you are here and, and 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 fulfill your responsibility and your contribution because nobody can replace you be who you are find out who you are and be who you are because nobody else there's nobody just like you therefore nobody else can replace your contribution you know I've often been fascinated with the human body matter of fact my wife and I have uh, we're in New Orleans several years ago, and we we kind of we, we were introduced to an author, excuse me, an artist by the name of Craig Tracy, and basically kind of just uh, fell in love with his work because he specializes in doing things with the body, uh, and painting over the bodies and creating just masterpieces. Um, but you know, it's the, but but so I've always been interested in the body because I've always been fascinated by how it works because you know I sit back there and I realize if, if I lift weights. After a, so, a certain period of time, I get tired. What fascinates me is this human body that we have, that the heart is a muscle, and it continues to beat and never takes a break. You know, the second part of the body that fascinates me is that realistically, the human body is made up of multiple parts. You know, you got uh, the, the, your core and torso and all that stuff. You've got your head and your eyes and your arms and legs and toes and fingers and ears and all of this good stuff. All of them together make what is called a body. And if one part of my body does not do its job, if my hand, if I, if I signal for my hand to come up and it won't come up, and it's paralyzed, they consider me handicapped. So every part of the body has a responsibility and they need each other, but in order for my body to function efficiently, it's imperative that every part of my body do what it is designed to do. Y'all with me now? Yeah. So, so if, if my whole body was an eye, man, that would be a horrible sight to see. If if every if my whole body just consisted of a, a arm, that would look like something off the twilight zone or out, what is that? Uh, out of limits. No, every, my body is what it is, and it's made up of multiple parts. But but and and here's the interesting thing about it. Also, is that the most important parts of it are actually the stuff that's not seen. You can't see my heart. You can't see my lungs. But I still need every part to do its job. People, fundamentally, what we're going to find out is I'm going to make some applications coming up in a few minutes on how this applies to our life. Because it applies, and you're going to be surprised, it applies in so many different areas that you've got to focus on handling your job. I've got to focus on handling my responsibilities. And we're going to see how that interacts and moves in between all aspects of life after we come back from that break. So we're going to take a break right now. We'll be coming back soon, but don't turn me off. Listen to me. Hang on in there because we're going to show you how this thing impacts every aspect of your life. And there are going to be some punches thrown uh, in this next uh, second half. So please come back. We'll see you in just a few minutes. I'm Carl Bobo with Fundamentals. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are. In the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. Hope you had a good break right quick. Grab your cup of coffee or something uh, to keep you awake because we want to continue our discussion on this, this statement, do your job. You know, now prior prior to the break, I kind of introduced it to you. And uh, what I'm really trying to do is trying to convey to all of us that it's pretty much in any situation, if you have a good plan and good execu- execution, meaning everyone is doing their job, then you can reasonably expect good results. That's pretty simple. But let's take a look at how this thing applies in our everyday life for a second. Now, so, so, so first of all, let, let, let's look at a marital relationship. Being an, and unfortunately for the men, uh, I got to talk to us because it's a man's show. Now, if there's some women on, on the line today, then you, you'll see that there's some practical applications that apply to you as well. You just have to be honest uh, with yourself. But, but, but it's a man's show, so I'm going to talk to my, my fellow men out here. Now, so, so, so think about it, men. If you're married, and it was not a shotgun marriage, <laughs> you know, and, and don't fool yourself. There are still some of those that go on in this society all across the world. So just because you haven't seen it, don't assume that it doesn't go on. So, But in most cases, if you are married and it was not a shotgun marriage, then guess what? You made the decision on your own to marry that lady, period. Do your job. <clears throat> Don't get mad at me, fundamental. We got to keep it real. You have a responsibility, just like I have one. And before you and I start talking about what our spouse is not doing, we got to remember the football illustration. Do our job first. See what. If you think about the illustration we talked about earlier, when you do your job first, what did I say it does? It shines a spotlight 
on the defected area. Then we talk about Alabama's game plan. If everyone does their job and executes the game plan and they still lose, then Saban says we can't blame the players because they've done their job. Evidently, it's a bad game plan. And guess what? That's on the coaches. Man, look here. I, I, I know marriage has its ups and downs and some of you in good ones and some of you in negative ones and all that kind of stuff. But, but, but the first thing we need to understand is have you done your job first? Before you start doing it, have you done your job? Too many times we start with complaining about the other person. But the first question is, have you done your job? See, see, everybody needs to take a moment and step back for a moment, a moment and remember the passion that you had before that wedding. You know, when you, you, you sent out those 300 invitations trying to tell us that you were marrying the love of your life and all of that stuff. And, and you had your best men and all the made of all of them buying all these suits or, or releasing these tuxes and all this guy said, oh, this is going to be the greatest day. Well, what, what, what happened? What went wrong? Where did it go sour? I'm not saying it's your fault. Don't misunderstand me because I, I believe it takes two to tangle. So I'm, I'm definitely not saying it's your fault. I'm a fonder man myself. But what I am saying is, what role did you play? See, I've never seen only one person at fault. And, in, and, and from my perspective, the easiest person for me to blame in my relationship is guess who? My wife. Oh, yeah, that's the easiest person for me to blame. And I'm the easiest person for her to blame. But before I do, the first thing I have to ask myself is, hey, go ahead, wait a minute, Bobo, Carl, did you do your job? Did I do my job in communication? Did I play my role right in the relationship? Did I do my job and handle my business right in the affection arena? Did I do my job in being in, in, in the listening arena? Did I do my job in the providing arena? Did I do my job in simply being there. I'm not talking about simply being physically present, but being mentally present as well. See, if I do my job in my relationship and my wife does her job, watch this, how can we really have a problem? See, because if we want to be honest with ourselves, most problems arise from one or the other basically not doing their job, not handling their responsibility. All right, y'all don't like that illustration? Let me give you another one. I, I, I get it. What about fatherhood? Those of us that are fathers out there, you know, same thing. Do your job. Let me tell you something. I've been around this earth for a few years, and in all of my years of life, and I've been looking. I've got three sons, so to make sure we're clear. In all of my years of life, not one time did one of my sons or any other child, child come to me and say, you know what? I chose to come into this world. Oh, uh, this was my decision. No, 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 no. In every situation, the bottom line is the reason that that child is in this world 
is the direct result of two people. Whether you were being responsible or irresponsible is irrelevant. As a result, you made a commitment. And when you make a commitment, you have an obligation to handle your business and do your job. Don't nobody want to hear all these excuses about this and that. No, we have a responsibility. We've got to do our job. And part of that is raising them. Oh, yeah. Putting them through school, buying tennis shoes and dresses and uh, jeans and uh, paying for dance and uh, ballet and Pop Warner and Little League Baseball. That's all a part of it. That goes with the territory. But they didn't ask to come here. You made the decision. If you didn't want them to come, then you should have handled your business properly in the first place and did your job on the other hand, and they wouldn't be here. But since they're here, we have a responsibility. Don't blame somebody else. It's not somebody else's responsibility. It's your responsibility. We got also responsibility to even develop them. Oh, yeah, we have, we have responsibility to do that. You know, see, I've often said that realistically, children are our assignment as parents. Just like, you know, uh, uh, your children get homework assignments and stuff like that today in school. You know, we have an assignment. And our assignment is to raise and develop those children that we brought into this world. Do you ever realize or stop to think about it that children are the technically the only non-permanent part of a marital relationship? See, you're supposed to develop them to lead. And guess what? You guys are at home. You know, right now, our three sons are gone. It's me and the wife at home. Our job is to raise them and give them to society and say, here they are. But we've got to handle our responsibility and developing them. You know, I've often said, you know, I, I, I take that responsibility so seriously that I, I actually believe that, you know, uh, if my boys do something wrong when they were growing up, that's my problem. That's on me. And that, that's not on the school system. That's not on law enforcement. That's on me. And I used to tell the even teacher, yo, you got, if they do something, call me. Because I guarantee you, they call me and I got to leave my job and come down to that school to deal with some foolishness that they've gotten themselves into. We're going to handle that when you get home. Why? Because that's my responsibility. And when they're, when they're out there in society, when they're out of school and all those things, they are a reflection of me. You know, I, I said years ago, I said, they start arresting some parents. I guess we'll get rid of delinquency real quick. You know, because then people will be forced to take care of their responsibility. You know, uh, let's give you another illustration. How about employees? You're an employee. You know, you applied for the job. You you put that resume together. And nobody do it. You put it. You went and filled out the job application. Don't start complaining about your boss. Don't start complaining about your colleagues. Let's not complain about the project they're working on and this sucks and that sucks and all that stuff until after you have first done your job. See, when, when, when you do your job first, that's a whole different ballgame. I, I remember years ago, I, 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 had, I had my wake-up call. 
you know, uh, I, I was offering my opinion to the branch manager. I was a second level manager uh, at that particular time, and I was offering my opinion to the branch manager of what we could do to to make this job better. You know, he he, he you know he was the top dog. You know, so I'm trying to say, look, if we did this and did this, and he basically told me, he closed the door, said, look here, man. Uh, if, if you don't like how I'm running this office, that's not a problem. Get get out here and go get your own. And I went. I just looked at him, and you know what I said? But hey, it was a reality check. It was the truth. That was his office. So what I did right then, I said, I'm going to make a conscious conscious decision to get my own office, and that's what I did because I can run mine the way I wanted to run it. He ran his office from a uh, a top down perspective that he's in charge and tell everybody what to do. I ran mine from a bottoms up perspective. I feel that I ran a financial advising firm. My advisors worked for, I mean, my managers worked for the advisors. I worked for my manager or my managers, plural. See, so we just had two different philosophies. And the reality of it is I wouldn't have got the opportunity to run my office if I didn't do my job first place. See, so I didn't start complaining or offer suggestions until the first thing I did, until I handled my responsibility. You know, I will tell you, you know, one thing that I do appreciate, uh, there's a lot of things I appreciate about my upbringing and my parents, you know, but one thing that I do appreciate is that they, they never did really try to steer me in any direction from a career perspective. No. They pretty much left that up to me. You know, you you be what you want to be. You 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 do what you want to do. However, they did have one thing that they did stress. And they said, son, we don't care who you are, what you decide to do, but whatever you decide to do, be the best at it. See, it doesn't matter. If you're going to be a janitor, be the best janitor. If you're going to pick up trash for a living, be the best at picking up trash. If you're going to be a teacher, don't just be a teacher, be the best. If you're going to be a mechanic, don't just be a mechanic, be the best. If you're going to be an attorney, don't just be an attorney, be the best. If you're going to be a doctor, don't just be a doctor, be the best. Do the best that you can. What they were trying to do is instill in me at a young age, do, do your job. And see, so what we need to understand, it doesn't matter what you're involved in. I don't care if you're single and you're dating, you got to do your job. What are you presenting out there in the world? Have you fixed yourself up? Have you gotten your ducks in a row? Do you have a plan on making some things happen in your single life? Do your job. Stuff's not going to just happen. So it doesn't matter if you look at all aspects of life. We can learn some things from this Alabama and uh, uh, New England philosophy. And I'm seeing more and more teams doing the same thing. The Cowboys just finished their new uh, complex. It's supposed to be unbelievable, but they've got to do your job. Because what everybody is understanding that everybody has an individual responsibility in the success of that particular plan. And man, we need to understand in our own life, we can't come up with excuses and point the fingers at everybody else. Life is unfair. This is going wrong. This person treated me wrong. This boss is wrong. My employees don't like, my wife is not fair. My children, no, 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 no. Enough is enough is enough is enough. Bottom line is before you get to any of that, have you done your job? 
because when it's only when we do our job that everything else works and that we shine the spotlight on the faulty area and it shouldn't be us. Okay, fundamentally, we got to take another break. I'm sorry, I've been on uh, running my mouth a little bit too much, but we got to take another break right here. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to come back and we're going to deal with the man down section. You know, and we deal with that man, man down area. That's what we really talk about, men that who, who, who are down and need that little help getting back up. So we'll do that as soon as we get back. I'm Carl Bobo, and you're listening to Fundamentals. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking all the stars, life is bigger than it seems. Get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour. Star Style Be the Star You Are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back, Fundament. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, As we continue our... Our talk as we get to this final section as we uh, of this uh, do your job talk that we're on right now. We, we, we've come to that part uh, in our program that we call man down. And this is, you know, the sad part about it is there's too many men that are down. And I understand that. And life has beaten so many people down. And when we talk about man down, we're talking about when men are down and then a little help getting back up. And that's what fundamentals is all about. I know this particular lesson is it, it may not be as positive as some of the other lessons have been, but the truth of the matter is that sometimes we need to just face reality and then we need to be told the truth. You know, I, I like positive reinforcement myself, but at the same time, some of the best growth that I've had in life was not when I was receiving positive reinforcement, but uh, when it was actually negative and uh, pointing out some things that I need to do. You know, that's the thing that we don't really like to do. We really prefer uh, talk about somebody else and what nobody, somebody else is not doing. But the reality of it is sometimes we got to have a reality check. We have a responsibility to do our job and to handle the business in our life. Don't look to the left and don't look to the right handle your job. That's why I love, love when we watch the Olympics and you're watching track and stuff like that. Those guys, they never look to the left or right. They look straight ahead because that's where your focus needs to be, handle your business. You start looking at other people, then we fall by the wayside. So here we are, uh, Fundaman. Here's the reality. Here's the scenario. You've messed up your life. You've made some mistakes more mistakes than you care to even remember or you possibly can't even remember. 
you you got caught up in substance abuse. Maybe you got caught up uh, in womanizing, chasing chasing some woman out there. I, I understand. You know, maybe maybe you've started lying a little bit. I understand. Maybe you got to a point that maybe you 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 were stealing, and you got cut up, or you're untrustworthy. Whatever it is, you you've gotten some things that have happened in life that you're not happy with where you are, and you want to get back up. And you understand now that through, through listening to this message, you're saying, Carl, I understand after participating in this conversation that I need to hold, handle my own responsibility, that I need to do my job. I get it, but but sometimes there's things that 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 hold me back. You know, well, let, let, let's talk about that for just a moment. And how how can you get back up? Well, first thing I'm going to ask you to do, fundamental is regardless of what has transpired in your life, and I don't care what it has been, I don't care how many mistakes that you've made, I don't care how many feelings that you've hurt, I don't care how many people that you have let down in your life, the first thing that you have to do is don't look back. Let me say that again. Don't look back. Why do I say that? Because here's the reality. You can't unscramble an egg. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. So you can't, you can't, you can't fix that. You can't unscramble it. What's that old saying? Spill milk. You can't unspill milk. No, it's already spilled. It's not like you're gonna unspill it. You can't do that. That's why I just said a few moments ago that uh, good runners. They look straight ahead. They're focused on what's in front of them because that, that's the only way you're going to win. If you look into the side and you're looking behind, you're never going to handle your business. So the first thing you got to do is don't look back. Matter of fact, looking back is depressing because then you're focusing in on that whole negative situation that you've been involved with uh, over the last umpteen years. Stop looking back. You can't get up looking back. You've got to look straight ahead. You've got to give your yourself an opportunity to have a fresh start. And I can't tell you how many times I've met fellas who, who didn't have that opportunity for a fresh start because they spent too much time looking back and it caused them to mentally get in such a funk, to get so down and depressed amongst themselves that they couldn't get out. So stop looking back. That's the first thing. Now, I know somebody sitting up here on, on, on listening to this program and they're saying, well, Carl, you don't understand, no, you know, uh, people hold your past over your head and they hold it against you. You know what? I get that, too. You know, I, Carl, I'm not that type of person that I used to be, but I get it. I get it. But you, when, when, when you try to get back up, you really kind of run across three types of people, you know. Those who won't forgive you for your past mistakes, those who will forgive you and move on, and then you have the wait and see crowd. So let's let, let, let's talk about that for just a moment. First of all, what about those that that, that won't let go? They, they just can't let go of all your past mistakes. 
No matter everything that you've done in the past, they just can't let go of it. They can't let go. Of it. But you have you you are serious. You are focused. You made a, de- a decision that I'm going to handle my responsibility. Now, I'm not talking about now. Make sure we clear from the men. I'm not talking about when you just verbally say I'm getting my life together. No, I'm talking about when you are serious. And you made a conscious decision that I'm doing it. No ifs, ands, or buts. I got a plan in place. I'm getting my life together. When you've done that, then don't look back. When you've done that and people are holding that over your head, then let me tell you what you got to do. You guys remember, oh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, I, uh, we were talking about uh, enjoying the ride and uh, how, how life, I gave you some different metaphors. Life can be a roller coaster. It's up and down. Life can be like an onion. You got to peel it one layer at a time and sometimes it makes you cry and all that good stuff. Well, one, one metaphor that I gave you, and when I did it at the end and had to rush through it, I want to make sure that we got it because I think it's important. You know, and that was the, the, the metaphor of the elevator. So let me say that again. I want to slow down. It's the elevator. And the reason I bring that up to you, because an elevator, when you are on your way up in an elevator, you have to stop sometime and let some people off. What I want you to understand, Fundamen, is that you are going to have some people that are in your life that will never forget some of the stuff that you've done and never forgive you. Well, sometimes you got to stop trying to hold on to dead baggage and you got to sit there and let some people off. If you're trying to get to the penthouse of life and trying to get out of the basement, you got to be mature enough and have the self-discipline and the kahunas to sit there and let some people off. If you're not on my corner, if you're not in my, if you're not a fan of me, if you're not supporting me, then I don't need you in my life. I'll let you off. I don't need negative influences around me. And I'm mature enough that, hey, I have, and I've let some people off in my life. I've, let, I've stopped the elevator on a few floors and said, hey, you need to get off. You're not going up with me. Because I knew I couldn't get to where I wanted to get with everybody. You need to understand that fundamental. Sometimes we have to let some people off. You have that other group we talked about that we said, you know, these are the people that realistically, you know, will, will, will forgive you. And give you another opportunity. Those people, those are good people to have, and you can you can make them even some of them can even be a part of your support group. Some of them can even be a part of your you know kind kind of your 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 men's group to kind of motivate you and be a fan, and that you can bounce some things off of. That's good. But you also have that other group, and here's and I know this is where you want me to go. And that's that's the wait and see group. Yeah, they heard you make the statement that you're getting ready to get your life together and that you focus and that you're going to do this. Things are going to be different this time. But but they, they, they're not really ready to give you carte blanche and say, OK, yeah, we're going back to how it was. Look here. I understand. I actually truly do understand that perspective. And you don't need to be mad at them. See, because the reality of it is maybe you have let people down so many times in your life that it's hard for them to trust you again. Maybe your children, I mean, I watched one program where children were sitting there waiting on their, their father to come pick them up for their weekend and he never show up. Every weekend they wait and he never shows up, never shows up. Maybe, look, they want you to buy some tennis shoes. You never show up. You spent your money on substance. You spent your money on different things that you shouldn't have done and you haven't been there for your children. 
Then all of a sudden you come home and you say, hey, look here, welcome. I'm, I'm getting ready to be the greatest dad in the world. It don't work that way. Maybe it's your current or ex-spouse or girlfriend, whatever, that you, 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 they gave you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity and after opportunity, but you kept blowing, you kept blowing, and they just sitting up and saying, you know, we, we, they support you, but they're in the wait and see mode. I get it. Maybe it's your parents. They bailed you out time after time after time after time after time again. You know, everybody gets to the point that enough's enough. Maybe some friends, they were there for you multiple times. And now they've just washed their hands and say they just had enough and they're in that wait and see mode. Employers, same thing. You, 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 you wasn't coming to work. You weren't handling your responsibility to the point that they don't trust you. They don't have the confidence in you right now so that you can't get a promotion. They don't take you seriously. I get it. When you create this mess, you have to understand that these people have the right to be who they are and to have those type of feelings. And you have to earn that trust back. That's just the way it is. That's life. You know, I, I, I shake my head to those who, uh, uh, who, who've been screwing me up for, for X amount of years, but now uh, have made one, made one positive step and they expect all of a sudden that you're supposed to flip because now they, 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 they're going to turn this, their life around. Come on now. That's, that's not reality. I used to always say, you know, you, you screw me once, shame on you. Screw me twice, shame on me. Because that's, that, that's now it's on me. Because see, now, once you've got I got to take the wait and see. I'm going to sit there and check you out myself. See, see, respect and trust should be earned and not automatic. So even though you've done some things that maybe you shouldn't have done, you've got to understand it needs to be earned. Look here, another thing we need to learn, fundamentally, we got to learn some patience. You know, all the, the damage that you possibly have done in the year, over the years that may have put you in a position that you're in, you know, it takes some time to get back up a little bit. I had a guy tell me one time uh, who'd been out there uh, living this scandalous living for, for years after years. He said, he said, Bobo, I want a car just like you do and I want a house like you have. And I had to remind him very quickly. I said, dude, let me, let me, let me holler at you. I said, all those years that you were out there being scandalous and doing what you want to do, I was working. I was saving. See, so you have to be patient, dude. Rome wasn't built in a day. Your stuff is not going to just trans take care of itself overnight. You've got to be patient and understand. People are there to support us. Realistically, most people are good people and they will do what they can do to support us. But we have to be patient and don't fly off the handle if you're not getting the support that you need to, that you want to get. Because you've got to build that trust back up in some people. You know, what, what I'm saying, fundamentally, because our time is wrapping up, is in all aspects of life, we got to handle your business. Do your job. Live up to your responsibilities. See, we have no leverage in anything if you don't handle your responsibilities. If you don't handle your business, you don't have no leverage. However, when you handle your business by doing your job first, people then pay more attention to what you have to say. Yeah. Question. Uh, well, we're going to end on this question. Who do you think people are more apt to listen to? A person who started out weighing 400 pounds 
and lost 200 pounds who decides to now give you some weight loss advice or the person who started off weighing 400 pounds and has only lost 10 pounds, but yet they still want to give you some advice. See, the reality of it is do your job first, then people will listen to you and take you serious. Hey, look here. Our time is up today. Time flies. But we need to all man up and we need to man out. I'm Carl Bobo. You've been listening to Fundamentals. We'll see you back next week at the same time. Thanks for listening this week to Fundamentals. Please join your host, Carl Bobo, again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an awesome week.